questions you've submitted and answer them. If you want your question to be featured on Ask Kimmy, hit me up on the socials. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, on my website, kimmytravels.com. I can't wait to hear from y'all. Hey everybody, and just like that, we are kicking off season two of the Kivi Travels podcast. I thought it would be a great idea to start off with an Ask Kimmy. And believe it or not, I have left my little bubble. I'm actually recording in Austin, Texas today. This is kind of my first step back into the outside. <laughs> and I just learned today that Austin is in uh, level three. So I'm in the hotel room <laughs> taking advantage of the downtime to record this episode. I actually went live on Facebook, but I thought it would be um, just as fun to put up the podcast as well. So you can listen and I'm going to link the video. And if you want to see me answer these questions, you could do that as well. So I am really thankful to Dallas, who is uh, a listener in Dallas, <laughs> for his questions today. So let's go ahead and get started. The first question he has is, what can you do if you're visiting a country and you don't speak the language? This is a big one. I think a lot of people um, may be hesitant to go somewhere or they may kind of want to kind of stay a bit anchored or grounded or not branch out as much if they're scared, like, what if I get lost or what if something happens and I can't ask for, I can't ask for help or I just, I don't know what to say. So my advice is that you learn at least some basic phrases, even if it's something simple like, hello, good morning, goodbye, thank you, and where's the bathroom? Where's the toilet? Like, <laughs> can I have some water? <laughs> Those very basic phrases are going to get you so much further than you could ever imagine. Number one, because they're useful. And number two, because if the locals see that you are making an effort to learn their language, learn their culture, they see that appreciation and it's just going to be an amazing experience for you because you've made them uh, feel that you care about their country, not just, you know, you're there to get the Insta photo and, you know, you're going to peace out. Um, so definitely take the time, even if it's a phrase book. Well, back in the day, I used to take phrase books. Now you, <laughs> you have the internet, right? So you could just download an app on your phone. And I have to say that Google Translate is a godsend, honestly. The technology has really improved from its inception. And you can even download like an offline translator. And you can do voice to text. You can kind of turn it in a landscape and show it if you aren't so sure about the pronunciation. But even you can just, you know, there's a little Google voice that'll say whatever you've typed in. Um, so definitely try to learn at least some very basic phrases. Uh, I had a friend who knew that he was going to be going to Portugal. Um, in advance. I can't remember if it was six months or a year. So he enrolled in a proper language class 
and legit studied Portuguese in preparation for his trip. So, Carlitos, hey, you the man. I myself have never gone to such lengths <laughs> to prepare myself for a trip, but I, I'm sure to always just have, you know, the very basics. And if you have more time to devote to that, then it's going to be even better for you. Okay, great question. Next up, getting around. Another tip that I like to give, I'm really steadfast on this, I, I heavily believe in it, is getting a local number. Not that it's going to be the hotline bling and you're going to be calling everybody, you know, in this destination where you are, but you're going to have Wi-Fi. So we all know the benefits of that. If you've ever been without and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm, you know, lost. <laughs> I think like the biggest fear is like being lost. You don't know where you are. It's happened to me so often. I don't like nowadays if I get lost, I'm just like, well, I guess I can see something new on the way to finding, you know, where I'm supposed to be. But for a lot of people, getting lost is really um, kind of uh, nerve wracking. So this is where getting a local number or at least, you know, the SIM card uh, will really come in handy. So a lot of airports will have a kiosk set up where as soon as you land, you can be like, hello, SIM card, please. But what I found is at the airport, these kiosks are a bit more expensive. So what I usually do, I mean, if I have, you know, a taxi or whatever in the airport, call the Uber, and then, you know, you're going to be disconnected until you get to your destination. If you're okay with that, go with that. Otherwise, what I like to do is like the next day, I'll just go to the local carrier, you know, like in a, on the street or when I was in Panama back in January of 2020, before it all went down, I walked to a mall and just, you know, they're all lined up so you can shop for the best deal. And I think I was there for maybe two weeks, 10 days, no more than two weeks, but it's going to be worth it to get like the monthly plan. Of course, you know, ask them, what do you have available? But it's usually worth it to get the monthly plan plan because it's going to be very, very economical. So it's not like in the US where you're paying hundreds of dollars, you know, to be connected. It might be five or ten dollars and you're going to have Wi-Fi and then you don't have to like try to stumble into free Wi-Fi hotspots or, you know, be on an endless search for Starbucks or McDonald's to, to use their free Wi-Fi. You're going to be connected. And the other benefit of that is for the ride share apps. Like if you use Uber, which I found is pretty much everywhere in the world. Um, I've only not found it in one place, and that is where I am currently in this small town in Texas. There's no Uber. <gasps> I know, and you know what that means? There's no Uber Eats. <gasps> that was a double gasp. Okay, <laughs> but in other places, you really, you will usually find an Uber or the local rideshare app. And then, of course, you also have, you know, the food delivery. So having Wi-Fi available nowadays is super duper important. So definitely get yourself a local SIM card so you will be connected. Okay, and then the last question from Dallas is, if you are traveling long-term, for example, for a month, should you just rent a house? Or how does that work? Um, this is another great question. For those that do travel for extended periods of time, accommodation can be a really big expense. You want to be sure that you are making an informed choice. In my experience, and this is what I'm going to advise you, do not book anything for one month sight unseen. 
because, okay, number one, it could be a scam. <laughs> there, there are, you know, lots of scams out there. And then number two, it could just be that they got really creative with angles and lighting and it looks nothing like the picture and then you're stuck there. Or there could be, you know, late night noise or maybe there's a club, you know, across the street or there's like this bright neon light. You really, you don't know until you get there. So what I usually do is just book a place for a day or two. That gives me time to walk around, get to know the city, and then I can decide which area is best for me. So in my personal experience, walkability is important because even though Uber and these rideshare apps are a lot more affordable than they are here in the States, if you're taking it to all of your destinations every day for one month, it's going to add up. Um, public transport is usually cheaper, but of course you have to, you know, be able to find your way around. So for me, walkability, where is the bakery? Is there a supermarket? Is there a fruit and veg shop? Am I close to public transport? Is it close to a bus stop, the subway, the train, wherever I'm trying to go? I want to be able to, to navigate that, um, in as easy of way as possible. So these are all things to consider if you're going to be somewhere for, you know, long-term, month, month to month, however long you're going to be there, you do want to consider the location and then what about the location. So for me, getting on the ground and then just kind of walking around and seeing and then deciding where I kind of want to um, set up shop, what is it, uh, pitch my tent, <laughs> whatever the expression is, after I've been there for a while. And then I can see, you know, what the scene is like before deciding. So this is a personal story about when I moved to Bogota and I had this exact plan. I rented a studio apartment, um, just, I think it was like for a week so that I could find where I wanted to stay in Bogota because I went there for work and the market was so ridiculous so ridiculous for so many different reasons, I could not find a place to stay. So through circumstances and this thing and the other thing happened, I ended up contacting the host and was just like, hey, I think I may need to stay here for a little longer. And then it was like that little longer time passed. And I was like, I think I'm just going to kind of live here. So anyway, we worked out a deal where I would rent, you know, month to month, everything was included. It was a studio. So I had my little kitchen. I had an office. I had everything I needed. It was a brand new building. I was the very first person to ever live in that apartment. I mean, it was gorgeous, you know, tiny. It was a studio, but great finishes. Um, and I rented that for, like I said, month to month for a very good price. And what I found also is if you have Airbnb, you have this, you know, pool of people who are already willing to rent their houses. So what you can do is just shoot somebody a message. Of course, you know, be really polite, introduce yourself, tell them what you're doing. Say, hey, I really love your place and I'm interested in renting on a month to month basis. Some people will jump on this offer and they'll be like, yes, because they want that steady income. Other people will say no, which is fine. You know, don't take it personally because they do prefer to have that kind of high turnover. You can charge more and they don't mind. Maybe they already have like the cleaner lined up and they have all the logistics. But there are other people that just want to like keep it simple and 
earn some money, a month to month, short, long-term let. That's what I said, short, long-term. <laughs> that could be one month, six months, however long is really ideal. So don't be shy to use that app because you already have the pool of people who want to rent their space. Um, yeah, ask them, are you interested in a long-term, a long-term renter? So Airbnb isn't the only option. There's lots of other um, apps that you could use. I've heard of uh, Verbo. I've never used it personally, but that's just one. I saw a commercial on TV, I think. Um, <laughs> but anyway, search, and there's usually local options as well. So again, I've said it before, but this is a really great resource, is to join the local Facebook groups of expats, people that are living there and they already know right? Um, before you ask a question in that group, be sure to use the search function because you're super excited. It's your first adventure, but there's probably been a hundred people before you asking the same question. So just make sure your question hasn't already been asked because believe me, if you're in that group for a long time, you're like, oh gosh, another newbie. <laughs> search bar. Uh, but anyway, they're usually very welcoming. So do use the search bar if you see that it's not been asked, feel free, you know, people are there to help you. That's why we're kind of in that community is to provide help. So I think that's gonna be all. Those are the questions. I appreciate it. Dallas, thank you so much for um, asking your questions for Ask Kimmy. And for the rest of y'all, um, the inbox is always open. You can find me on all the socials. And I look forward to getting the questions for the next installment of Ask Kimmy. Do stay tuned. We have lots of very, very great wonderful and informative interviews coming for you to round off season two. Until then, enjoy the journey.